It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Angie. Just pick up the phone. Call 855-450-3733, and you can talk about whatever you want. Also, you can use our Discord lines. Go to discord.freetalklive.com, and you can download the app there, and it makes it a lot easier, and you're a lot clearer. That's discord.freetalklive.com. Until then, Angie, we've got, uh, you've got an article about how to, how to live better. I do. The article comes from theguardian.com, um, written by Susan Saunders and Annabelle Streets. These are two women who had some health issues, And they saw that their family had to care for their mothers and their grandmothers, so they decided to do a little research. Um, After they did blood testing and all that good jazz, they found that there are a few secrets to healthy life. Um, One of the first ones, enjoy coffee. uh, So coffee will help you uh, enjoy life. It will. It's a combination. It it certainly helps me enjoy life. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, A combination of the antioxidants, polyphenols and Phenylalanine, recently identified compound that researchers think stuff. Yeah, it, it helps fend off Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Okay, and uh, now is that because? Well, I guess you wouldn't know necessarily, but they probably studied caffeinated coffee as opposed to decaf coffee. So maybe it's the caffeine that's in it. I won't be able to uh, participate because I can't drink caffeine. But okay, um, nonetheless, I like the taste of coffee. Yeah, there you go. Well, I like it for the caffeine. So. <laughs> Um, you drug also, users over there, you're just drinking the coffee what for can fun. I say? I am addicted. Um, it also says that when you walk, walk faster. Pick up your pace a little bit. It'll help get your heart rate increased. You know, uh, whenever I go for a walk with my wife, she is a, um, you know, she's been speed walking since it was a thing back in the 90s. And I, I think women are just better at speed walking than men are. I think it's the hips. And <laughs> She's got long legs. Yeah, well, I mean, for a woman, I've got longer legs than she's got, but I think it's the hips, yeah. personally. Either way, you know, we guys, will, guys will chafe hips. a little bit. <laughs> um, and I, she's always, I have to slow her down to, to be able to catch up to her because she really books. It also says that when you exercise, exercise in green space. Get outside, enjoy the fresh air, maybe on top of a mountain, do some yoga. Half the year, there is no green space here in New Hampshire. You are right, but you can always go outside and chop wood, and that's considered exercise. It's, <laughs> it's just white It's good exercise. Um, it says that you should fast every day. Okay. Um, that means that go for long periods without food. Your body will appreciate it. I have heard that, and there's, you know, intermittent fasting, as it's called, has uh, gained some popularity. I've done it for some time now, but mostly what intermittent fasting means is eating dinner you know, and then not eating anything after dinner and then skipping breakfast. Yeah, you could do that unless you go a little longer. Yep. Um, the longest I went was 36 hours. That's and- pretty impressive. You can go to a sleep. I, 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 that's the part that I always bothers me is the sleep? idea of going to sleep. Oh, no, no. I would go to sleep. No problem. No. no. So. I, going to sleep hungry just doesn't seem like something I could do. But I pounded a lot of water because I exercise a lot. Yeah. So um, it also says build muscle. Again, Exercise. They believe that resistance training is important for aging as aerobic exercise. One of the things, one of the first big uh, markers of aging is that you're losing muscle mass. Yeah, it says after 40, you lose 1% a year. Right. And that means that, you, I mean, you just can't do things the way you did them before. The, if you do resistance exercise, you're going to retain as much of that as possible. Yep. 
I worked at a gym uh, for some time, for years, and a we had an older guy who'd come in. He was probably in his late 70s. Mm-hmm. And he was still built. He had lost some muscle mass over time, but and he didn't do huge, tremendous exercise. You know, he didn't have some big workout or anything. Yeah. It was at one point he did, but now he was just maintaining as best he could. Yep. And by seventy-eight, he was beginning to lose uh, muscle. And by what I mean by that is, is he's probably had as much muscle as I do now at forty-eight. That's so, pretty good. That's thirty years. Yeah, yeah. He managed to to retain pretty well. Well, if I can do that, his wife also came in, and she was. Uh, they were both just sort of, you know, working out. That was their thing. And you know, I completely agree with that philosophy. And you know, if you're coming to the gym, you don't have to do the same exercises as your spouse in order to, uh, you know, have a good no. time or anything. But it's a place to go and hang out and have a good time. I think so. Um, it also says that reading books can help. Um, reading is sedentary and solitary. Frequent reading has been linked to longer, healthier lives. A study showed that 3,600 over 50-year-olds found that reading increased longevity by almost two years. Reading? So, what's that mean? Just the people that read live two years longer than people who don't? Uh, Is well, the idea? It says while those who read for more than three and a half hours a week live longest, the researcher said that 30 minutes a day was still beneficial. Meanwhile, every expert seems to recommend reading as a means of getting to sleep. Yes. Uh, they don't like you looking at your, uh, you know, your, your, your little screens. Doesn't give your something. brain time to slow down. Now, the one thing that I would have to say to that is, is I read all day. It's just I read a screen all day. Yeah. Um, news stories and these sorts of things. And I doubt I doubt this is the kind of benefit that they're talking about. No, it's probably a book, something yeah. with paper. Yeah, probably a book. People love books. It suggests that working longer can help you live longer. So don't retire so early. I feel like it gives you something to do. Some people, you know, they have they have that next thing that they want to do, whether it's golf or fishing or, or whatever. Um, my father-in-law takes these things like they are jobs. Uh, yeah. but, but, and so I'm, I'm pretty sure he's all right. But there's other people who are just like, oh, well, what am I going to do now? And they putter around and they don't get nearly as much. And, they, you know, life loses a certain level of meaning. Oh, absolutely. The, it continues, it says, to keep learning, old brains are just as equipped to build new neurons and synapses as young ones. But this process works best when we repeatedly force ourselves to learn new things. Yeah. The brain loves novelties, craft games, even cooking from a new recipe. All can cre- trigger the creation of neurons. But the more complex and more difficult the new activity is, the greater the rewards. Right. So whatever it is that you do, like they said, crafts and games and, uh, you know, cooking on different recipes and, uh, you know, learning a new language. There's all kinds of things that one can do in order to keep your mind busy and, and working on new things. But if you just stick to the same old stuff, then you're not learning in the same way. You got you to gotta find new things. Yep, you have to expand. Right. YouTube is great for that. <laughs> it has had lots of instructional videos, that's for sure. <laughs> lots and lots of them. One of my favorites is take a nap. Get, I like that one. Get rest. <laughs> Clear out your medicine cabinet. Go if I it. take a nap, though, I'm probably going to go to bed later. And that's, you know, like, I just, I don't know. Naps kind of throw things off for me if I'm not careful. Well, what time do you get up in the mornings? Well, um, 8.20 is usually my target time. Okay, and what Remember, time? Remember, I work evenings. What time do you usually go to bed? 
Somewhere around 11.30 to 12.30. And your naps are like 20, 30 minutes maybe? Oh, no. If I take a nap, I'm down for an hour and a half. Well, see, I'm up at 5.30 and I usually, if if I take a nap, it's like 20, 30 minutes yeah. and I'm in bed by 11. You have kids. I do. They're, they're coming to bother you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's the 14-year-old, the 8-year-old, or the... Uh, the the eighteen month old one of them has has got something to say. It's the eighteen month old. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's uh, well, she needs her mama. Yes, she does. Uh, clear out your medicine. Welcome, cabinet. Jay. Thank you. Sorry, I was late. No problem. But I listened on my way in. Excellent. We're talking about ways to live longer. I, I know. I like it. Um, it says only spend on vitamin D and zinc. Study after study has found that supplements have very little benefit. Yeah. We invest in a good food instead. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they've. I've. I've seen study after study go after supplements. I'm not probably not going to stop taking the ones that I take, but um, I do. You're right. It's vitamin D and zinc are the ones that they can say these definitely your body can use these. Mm-hmm. And vitamin D can be difficult to get for people in the winter months and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's a good idea to take it. Says use olive oil as liquid gold. Such are benefits with improved heart health, topping the list. They don't say anything about cooking with it. I've heard things about, well, you're supposed to t- have it uh, you know, raw or whatever, but not cook with it above 140 degrees or some No, shtick. it just men- mentions that... Um, that That's how I felt, too, is that drink the olive, just have the olive yeah, oil. Yeah, just take yeah. a teaspoon. Yeah. You'll be okay. Teaspoon. Better than butter. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. We're going to have more tips on how to live longer, live better. And your calls, 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Call in. Talk about what you want to talk about. We're talking about the ways that you can live well, well into your old age. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie. Is Here's here's a, a very important way to, uh, to live a bit longer and have a better life is to brush your teeth twice a day, every day. If you um, And if you want to have wider... Uh, teeth, a cleaner smile, and a fresher breath, use My Magic Mud. It's a black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. Sounds crazy, right? Well, on Free Talk Live, we've been using My Magic Mud since they were just getting started, and we can testify that it is an awesome product. It's been, I don't know how many years, I'm going to guess about eight or ten years that I've been using My Magic Mud. I think ten might be an exaggeration, but about eight. And it's so indispensable to my life that I haven't been without it that entire time. If I'm getting low on my magic mud, I'm terrible about replacing everything. Everything. My wife gets so angry. It was just this most recent time was sriracha sauce. I'm like, we're out of sriracha sauce. She's like, why didn't you tell me we're out of sriracha sauce? Well, with my magic mud, I take responsibility for this one. And I make sure that we have uh, my magic mud in the house because it's so important to me. First, I used it for four days, and there's been a couple of times when I've sort of uh, petered off. Maybe we went on vacation. I didn't bring it with me or something like that, and then I'll use it for three or four days uh, again. I'll just go for four days, once a day. Uh, 
And that'll take all the stains off your teeth. It's amazing. And then every three or four days after that, and you will definitely see the effects. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, and I'm, I'm really, really certain that it cleans better than a regular toothpaste, too. You can get My Magic Mud at most local health food stores, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, CVS, Walmart's Natural Beauty Aisle. But I can get you 20% off with coupon code FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. FTL20, MyMagicMud.com. Yeah, teeth is uh, very important for help, health. Sure is. I know a lot of old timers that like work, and one thing I've noticed about pretty much all of them is you know they might not have a pretty 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 smile, but you know I'm talking guys 80 years old, they got their teeth, and you know th- and they're healthy, but they're also like farmers and stuff, you know, like dairymen. But uh, yeah, that my magic mud is a great product, and and it's got so many other good uses too. I actually uh, years ago at a party, I had some with me. And there was a girl who uh, had alcohol poisoning, and this was way out in the woods in Arizona. And they, everybody was concerned. So I actually took some probiotics that I had, and I opened the capsules up, dumped out the probiotics, and we filled them up with My Magic Mud. And we got the girl to, uh, to drink them down. And, uh, you know, she was like, I mean, everybody agreed that it was okay to do that was there. And she well, had didn't drink yeah. too much. and. Yeah. We think it helped her out a lot. Yeah, um, they have carbon pills. I when I was in Mexico, uh, we I t- took them because I had what they call the touristas, which is well, yeah, a a uh, intestinal issue that affects people who are not used to that particular area. Right. Yeah. And that was what that was prescribed by the doctor. Well, we didn't have any carbon pills, but we had. I had my magic mug because I yep. I actually have a a, a thing of a powder in a glove box in my truck and. Uh, always have toothpaste in my truck because for years I didn't, you know, there was a lot of times I didn't come home for a night or two because I was trucking or right. whatever. So I've always done that. You know, when we ordered My Magic Mud, uh, we had never heard of it, never used it. But um, when we brushed our teeth, we did it really well. And the next morning, our gums hurt because we brushed our gums with My Magic Mud. And that is something that you do not do. <laughs> I'm also told that you never go more than two minutes. Uh, yeah. That's an- another uh, another thing. As far as my magic mud goes. Um, Angie, would you go on with the, the list? Let's continue with this article from TheGuardian.com. talks about bone density. You want to build bone density. It says that cardio is one of the most beneficial ways to do that. Really? Yep. If your joints are up to it, jumping. Try jumping 10 to 20 times a day with a 30-second rest between each. Other high-impact exercises such as running or skipping also increases bone density. Resistance training, such as lifting weights, also boosts bones. But exerts, That's what I would have thought. Yep. But ex- exerts less pressure on the joints. Yeah. If that all sounds too sweaty, ballroom dancing improves balance and coordination. I always say uh, young men learn to dance because that will make you, well, you'll be the only guy in the room that can dance. Oh, the only one that I'm sorry, will the dance. only straight guy in the room that can dance. Uh, <laughs> and that's a, a nice point. position to be in. Oh, definitely. There's Girls a like Tom that. Petty song that starts off with uh, grandma and grandpa. They're 90 years old and they keep on going because they keep on dancing or something. And I can't yeah, remember I the whole it. song. Yep, I, I think dancing is uh, is is great for dan- dancing is great for everybody, and you know you shouldn't be worried about what you look like doing it because well you're just not that important anyway, right? Like everybody's worried about themselves, yep. not about you. So have a good time and move and get excited and have a good time. It Let's, helps with your bones. That that much too. Let's go with uh, Sarah calling in from Albuquerque. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Yes, uh, actually, uh, I've had. I walked by a, an alkaline water store here in Albuquerque. There's a store that only sells alkaline water? Yeah, I mean, um, I have seen alkaline water, alkaline water, and I, I've seen it in the stores. Like, I was walking to CVS. Yeah, I've heard of it. Alkaline. You did hear about it, right? Yeah, yeah I've heard of it. I don't know so, much about it. I've heard that uh, you don't want to get it too alkaline because it'll bond with things, but I don't really know uh, the, the specifics. Well, remember that the alkaline alkaline actually, I, I said calcium is alkaline, and that actually helps to cure cancer. Um, alkaline drives off the acid out of the body, and it brings in the oxygen. And so and I'm thinking this must be the same concept. Because I, am, I went to... Um, like a health food store, and there was a, a water filter, you know, like a like kind of like a Brita, you know, like uh-huh. a pitcher one. So they 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 charcoal they charcoal filter the water of impurities, and then it it has like these white um, like calcium like pebbles. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm thinking if they are calcium or uh, or dolomite or dolomite or something similar. Well, what color um, are and they? Then it, they were white. And well, they they're were not like dolomite, white, then. white circles. So then uh, they percolate through these white rocks. And I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm, I'm assuming they're uh, some form of calcium. And I, then I, I wouldn't you get know. To, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I should have asked them because I've never seen. Um, so. This uh, is. Uh, you know, water supposed to be that, some that miracle way. cure that fixes everything, kind of thing, or what? Well, I, I did not know. I, I have no idea. I mean, it's popular enough where I've seen a store. Like, uh, you could go in there. And yeah, that amazes me that you can go into a store. Thank you for the call, Sarah. I appreciate that. Um, that you can, that there's a store, like a store just dedicated to alkaline water. I can't believe it. Well, they probably sell you the alkalizing machines. I've seen, I was in Colorado and there was a place that you could go in there and they'd give you some alkalized water if you want to drink it and you could buy bottles of it. But you can actually, I actually, Market Basket here in New Hampshire, you, you can see. Alkalized water, nine point five pH. I tell, we'll tell you one thing. When it comes to coffee, uh, years ago, uh, a friend of mine had a coffee shop, and what he used to do is he used to alkalize the water. He had a machine to alkalize it. So when because he brewed the, the coffee, coffee beans, make it more acidic, right? So it brings it back to basic. Yeah, it brings it back to basically basic. And most of our bodies are very acidic, anyways, because we consume so much sugar and processed junk food. That's that's interesting. That that part I've heard, and it sounds interesting to me, the sort of trying to rebalance, but I, I don't know any of the specifics. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE is in Free Talk Live. Is oral health important to you? If you don't like your own teeth, fresh breath, or kissing people, then by all means, stop listening. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I became passionate about the product that she created and never want to live without it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I find it does much more. They want you to love My Magic Mud as much as I do, so they're giving you a money-back guarantee plus 20% off. Go to MyMagicMud.com and use coupon code FTL20 at checkout. MyMagicMud.com, FTL20. It's Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. We're talking about ways to make yourself live longer, live better, and uh, you're welcome to call in. The number is 855-450-3733. You can talk about that or anything else that's on your mind. 855-450-FREE is in freedom. It's Mark with you. 
Jay. And Angie. Jay, we're going to go to Forkfest here, and I think it's like three weeks. It's really soon. Oh, is it that soon? I got so much uh, stuff to get prepared. Uh, if anybody's interested in blacksmithing. Two weeks. Um, two weeks. Two weeks. Gosh. Really. If anybody's interested in blacksmithing, I'm setting up uh, my man camp there. So uh, man camp's going to be geared more towards kids, but I'm going to have plenty of adult stuff too. So uh, Kids need to learn these things, but adults sure should. Yeah, it's a good, I like, like, um, there, I got some more complex, uh, bigger things in mind that, uh, adults can forge, uh, kids. I got a couple of small, um, you know, coat hanger, uh, hanging basket hanger type things they can forge a little lighter steel than I've been using. Jack, I, uh, my son went and, uh, you were, you were testing out this equipment with him and he made a hang, a basket hanger yep. for his mother and, now his grandmother heard about it, and she wants one too. Oh so yeah! Now you know. I mean, like actually, orders are coming in. Actually, Jack's got a couple of projects. Uh, they, they want a, a little firewood holder thing made. I got some pictures of that, and 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 he's excited to do it. So uh, Fork Fest 2019, join liberty-minded volunteerists, anarchists, and libertarians this summer from June 13th to June 18th for Fork Fest 2019 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest happens right before the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and Fork Fest is decentralized, which means no one's in charge. That also means there's no ticket costs. Just reserve your camping or RV site or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 13th through June 18th. You can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers or you can create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have if you're planning on an event for fork fest be sure to let others know in events uh, in advance you can connect with other fork festers via the unofficial telegram chat or the fork fest forum links to those are on the unofficial website forkfest.party yeah it's, it's forkfest.party right at forkfest.party and a note I need to throw out there is uh, one of my biggest issues I have with my man camp thing is kids show up in jogging pants and shorts and flip flops, mm. which uh, it doesn't Not really work at too well. a camping well. festival. Well, I mean, even when I show up to my house for it, I yeah. guess I haven't been really clear with it all the time. Uh, but yeah, if you throw up a set of you know the decent, worst, the worst jeans you got, right? Yeah, well, jeans don't have holes in them. Yeah, you know, because you're going to be pieces of metal flying around, and you know somebody's going to get. Burnt. Sometimes they get burned. I mean, you don't want to send their best jeans. Shiloh got burned, but he remembers now. Oh yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, so when Shiloh got burnt, he was like, uh, "Hey, Jack, that hurts when you get burnt." And they, he definitely paid attention like a lot better right out. And he, it was a little, you know, superficial, you know, yeah, burn. Just a little, 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 little piece of metal flies uh, off. A, a, what I call a, a safe learning injury. Yeah, you know. Well, that's happened in welding. Uh, continue on ways to live longer. Um, cultivate friendships. It says that loneliness is a big mortality risk as diabetes. Research links social isolation to dementia, heart disease, stroke, depression, and a 29% greater risk of dying. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty impressive that, uh, you know, that just getting out and doing something with people can really make a difference. And many of these places have senior centers. Many, many towns have senior centers and community centers, and, yeah, and yeah, community such, centers yeah. and that kind of thing. And there's always some hobby that you can participate in and find pe- people to talk to. Absolutely. You just have to get out there and try new things. Don't be afraid to look stupid or to not know anything. Just go try it. I, I have a lot of friends at 
in high school, their grandmothers like passed away, mm-hmm. and I, I specifically remember I had like four or five buddies. I think it was their grandmothers, and it was like, well, well, you know, but their grandmothers just like sat in the house and watched soap operas. Like that's what those people did, you know, when I was a little boy. Yep. And they were like, when they retired at like sixty five or whatever, they literally just parked themselves on the couch. Mm. And uh, I I remember like. You know, we were young, you know, and yet, I don't know, I was eight, nine years old. And, you know, my grandma died. Oh, man, that's terrible. You know, but my grandmother, you know, she was running around doing all kinds of stuff, taking care of us kids and helping us with things. And, you know, just, you know, she was very, very active. And actually, they're both pretty active still. Both of my grandmothers still around and they're both very active. And I think that's why they're still around. I, I think active, activity makes the makes the difference. One thing that it suggests is to change how you eat particularly in the evening. Changing how you eat rather than what you eat can make a bigger impact on longevity than radical dietary overhaul. Piles of vegetables, whole grains, pulses, and lean protein fill up our plates now. We also aim to eat earlier whenever possible to allow digestion to kick in well before bedtime. That seems like a good idea. And so, um, you know, don't, don't, it's not telling you you got to cut out all the food. It's just changing how you eat and when you eat okay yeah it, de- definitely it helps me out a lot and if i i get into this routine of working really late and not eating and i get home i'm hungry and i just i have a hard time sleeping if i like eat at like 10 o'clock and try to go to bed at 11 or a lot of times i get home at midnight and you know have yeah. something to eat get in a bed and then it's like and i wake up and i'm just like it's like i hadn't even gotten to sleep yeah things go poorly when i'm responsible for feeding myself that uh you know i just i eat the wrong things I eat them at the wrong times yeah, and it's easy to do, especially if you don't food prep. Yeah. Um, something else you can do is add turmeric to your diet. It's an anti-inflammatory. So I have been eating turmeric in a you know capsule form every day for years. My wife uh, put me on it. I'm not exactly sure what the heck the, the reason is, but I presume it's good. Now, when you first started taking the capsules, could you tell a difference? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't I, I don't pay that much attention. I'm not exactly the most in tune with my body either. Okay. I just you know, I'm just taking what I'm supposed to be taking. So uh I started having some lower back pain about seven, eight years ago and uh I was actually in Colorado at the time and I was sleeping on a bed that wasn't that good and talking to one of my buddies about it and she's like, Oh, uh she she literally gives me like a bottle of this turmeric, she capsulates it herself and Take like three of these a day with some kind of uh, fat, whether it be like coconut oil or some butter. And so now what I do is I put turmeric literally on almost everything. And one important thing with turmeric is you kind of have to you have to consume it with a fat. Otherwise, it just doesn't really work. And that's kind of left out of like many things. Says this here with uh, black pepper, too. Uh, That can that is what they say also. But uh, the so I I put it in my bulletproof coffee. Does uh, it have a flavor? The, oh, people definitely taste the turmeric, and like I gave someone a one of my, this weekend, we had a bunch of people over to the house, and I made uh, bulletproof coffee for everybody, just the way I do it. And they're like, my one 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 brother's like, oh, this is good. The other brother's like, this is terrible. Did you put turmeric in here? <laughs> <laughs> um, it suggests meditating. Meditation isn't just a hippie woo woo. Research shows it has powerful powerful effects on the brain. It appears to reduce stress and promote empathy. And regular practitioners seem to lose seem not to lose gray matter or suffer reduced concentration as they age. Just 15 minutes a day is enough to strengthen telmoras, the caps that protect our DNA. Huh. 
Telomeres? Is that yeah, telomeres. Telomeres sounds right. Oh. Okay, I had no idea that was the case. Um, I go to a Quaker meeting and. A lot of people call what we do meditating. I think there's a pretty good argument for it. We, what's a, what's Quaker? Yeah, so Quaker's a, um, the tradition is Christian, right? It's, okay. They started in like the 1650s. But it has, uh, you know, there's, it's splintered and there's several different kinds. But more or less, we sit in silence and wait on God to speak to us. So that means sitting in silence and determining, you know, what it is that uh, is going through your head is of God and what, what's just a bunch of stuff rattling around. And, okay. You know, there's always that. How often do you do that? I do that weekly for an hour. Just once a week? Yep. Okay. Um, but it's easy to sit and for for 10 minutes. 10 minutes is, is a pretty easy thing to do. And I would yep. recommend for people, you know, some people just concentrate on their breathing. Just pay attention to your breathing. And then when you start thinking about things, which is inevitable, just, you know, just let that thought go and then get back to, to thinking about breathing and, you know, keep returning to, you know, the breath. And okay. that's a good way to do the sort of meditation thing and, and see what the value is for you. Many people really enjoy it. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. 10 minutes is really achievable, too. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Jay. And Angie. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE is in freedom. We're talking about this uh, list of ways to live longer and live better. And we're going to be wrapping it up here yep. um, in the near future. It's uh, it, it, it seems great. seems like good advice and ways to just sort of be happier. I advise it, so... Angie, please continue. There's just a few more of them. One of them says uh, to eat more fiber. Says that if you make just one dietary change to boost your longevity, make it this one. So they're they're <laughs> they buried it here. By the way, it it's, should have been the first yeah. one if that's what they're uh, they're thinking. But I would agree. Um, I used to say this is eat five prunes a day and it'll change your life, and it really will. Like things work better. With five prunes a day. They're relatively cheap in the store. Get them. One of the biggest effects or causes of colon cancer, I believe, is the fact that there is like this like layer of like... This impacted stuff? Just crap in your bowels that's been there for years in some cases and... Like uh, some of these people go... What is that? There's like their rotor-rooter you know, up your backside and they flush everything out. I can't remember what that's called. Enema. Well, it's like kind of, it is like a form of enema, but it's like the, you can see it going in the tube and stuff. And, and basically uh, years ago, one of my friend's fathers had it done and, and the nurse said, you know, if you just um, ate a couple prunes every day, you wouldn't have had to come here for this. And they, but they pumped like, I don't know, 18 pounds worth of God. matter or something. And he felt like, so good like after it you know I mean? he felt exhausted i you know the next day but like sure days later you know it was not, i was in high school and and you know so he, that guy started with chia seed and he's actually in really good shape right now he's in better shape you know now than he was you know back then and he you know he's in his 60s now Amazing but story. um yeah fiber is so important and, and they tell us with horses and everything too you know they just horses diet their diets are mostly fiber and us they they have to keep it moving 
through them or yep. they get colicked and impacted and all kinds of problems. Well, this says that fiber slows the digestion of food, thus keeping insulin levels in check, which in turn reduces inflammation and some types of fiber fer- ferment in the body, producing short-chain fatty acids, which also dampen impl- inflammation. Um, something else it suggests, avoid blue lights in the evening. Really? Our electronic devices played havoc with our delicate... Uh, Circadian rhythm? Circa- yes, thank you. Screens produce blue light, which helps wake us up in the morning, but at night suppresses production of melatonin, the vital sleep-inducing hormone. Control your exposure by adding time-sensitive filters that block blue light from your laptop. They do actually have those. Is uh, some Some laptops and some uh, smartphones will have a blue light filter uh, for the device. So I guess that's the idea. I didn't even know why they did it. I just looked at it and like this this doesn't look realistic. I turned it off. But uh maybe it's maybe it's a timer. Maybe for they that. work. Yeah. It says to look after your eyes. The best way to protect our eyes is to avoid smoking. Keep active and eat healthy, including food ri- foods rich in macular pigments. Anything bright yellow, orange or green is a rich source. It says to walk a dog. The health benefits of owning a dog are obvious. Dogs need walking, caring yes, for, and routine, all of which help us age better. I, as a matter of fact, uh, borrow people's dogs for the purpose of having <laughs> something to walk in the morning. I, you know, I mean, the if if I don't have the dog, I'm not going to go on a walk. But the dog gets used to the walk, and then the dog wants the walk. And the dog is so appreciative. That <laughs> right, you take it's her on always that walk. right. The little bit of <laughs> little bit of time, and it's uh, it, it yeah, it's great. The last one says cultivate optimism. Studies have found that older people with a negative attitude to aging have worse functional health, slower walking speeds, and lower cognitive abilities than those with a more positive attitude. I think everybody knows this, is that uh, a good attitude is going to last you longer in life than yeah. a bad attitude. Yeah, I mean, I know some people in my life who have been, had this uh, negative attitude, and their like quality of life really sucks compared to like the people who just have good attitudes. I yeah. know a handful of these people. I always suggest looking at the glasses half full instead of half empty. Well, that's the. There's a lot good to say about it. That's for sure. Let's go to the phones here. We got Dave calling in from Poughkeepsie. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, uh, I just have a quick question for Angie. I, I, I it's, I, I don't know how to, how to, uh, you know, uh, go about asking it. Um, but it's, it's just a question that I've, I've always wanted to. It's, it's just a question that I, I you know, want to want like an answer to. Okay, go ahead. Um, what would be like, you know, there's a couple of chicks who I like, right? Um, what, what, without sounding too creepyish, or you know, without sounding too, you know, I, I don't know how to say it or, or whatever, but like, what would be the best way, or like, you know, what, how, how would I approach? Uh, the question of how to ask a woman if she has hair down there. I would just ask her, are you clean shaving? Do you trim? Why would you want to know this? Ask her to take a peek. Oh, God. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really? You, you want to get him arrested, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, I have some ideas, and I'd, uh, I'd like you to uh, consider these. Perhaps just ask her out for coffee. Because... You know, if you if you want to know this information, you're probably gonna f- you're gonna find it out at some point if she continues to go to coffee and meals with you and hangs out with you and that kind of thing, right? Like a woman's not hanging out with you for no reason at all. I got a question for Dave. Or 
if she's choosing not to hang out with you, there's a reason. So what I would say is, is don't worry about that. It's a problem that you can sol- that can be solved in short order. Just don't. Well, I, I don't need to worry about it because I, I just want to know if they have hair down there. Are they I friends understand of yours? you want to know. Are they friends of yours? Um, yeah, there, there, there's uh, a, a girl out in California who I know. There's a girl out in Boston who I know. So these are people on the internet? Uh, actually, I'm friends with people on Snapchat. Well, okay. So, Dave, um, let's just say uh, you're getting friendly with a lady and she's your girlfriend and you're going to go explore that region of her body. Um, would it make a difference if there was hair there or not? Are you going to be like, oh, no, I'm done? Are you going to run away if there, if it's one way or another? I mean, does it really matter? Well, I like girls to have hair down there. You know, if they're, if they're clean shaven down there, it's, it's, it's like, you know, uh, you know. It I, does look a little I, I, weird. Well, the what? It can look a little weird if it's clean shaven. So, yeah, I, I but I think I, that I the like question, girls. Dave, this was the question is, is it really going to make a difference? The, the question is, would you kick her out of bed if uh, for whatever reason she didn't have, uh, you know, the, the proper grooming that you particularly like going on or lack thereof? I, I mean, does it really matter? Yeah, it does matter. Okay, well, when was the last time you had that opportunity to explore that region from uh, anybody who you didn't have to pay? Uh, back in 2013. It doesn't matter. Uh, thanks for the call, Dave. 855 It's 855-450-FREE. This is what happens when men don't get physical attention. They begin to obsess on things. Yeah. and get weirder and weirder as time goes by. Ladies, that does not mean you have any kind of obligation. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying that there are natural consequences. This is why we need uh, to legalize prostitution, because... I completely agree. But, you know, he could just tell them that he likes the hair down there if they don't have it, and it grows fairly quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be... A... So, I mean, it will be back soon. Don't worry, Dave. Yeah, not not an issue. But, I don't know. First off, I would think, you, you know... Obviously, I know some girls that are friends of mine. I could say something like that too, but I mean, I wouldn't even uh, first. I, I I don't even think I'd ask them. Uh, and, right, it's none of my business, and I don't really care. Well, also, I'm married, so that you right. Know, my wife is another be disturbed re- at the notion. Another that I'm reason asking. for me not to ask them. <laughs> not that I care, but uh, like if if some dude like I don't know asked my wife, I'd be like. I, I I might be more annoyed than her, yeah. Uh, or like I you know ask my little sister that like if we were somewhere or maybe just some you know random girl uh, you know it's, it's like come on man I mean you got to get your head out of the gutter there's like better things to focus your attention on in life. Yeah, you just need to talk to you need to determine whether they want to talk to you by talking to them and. Let's just steer the conversation to areas of mutual interest as opposed to, you know, what what's the, you know, what type of underwear you wear in T-backs or uh, granny panties. I, I this, you know, not appropriate conversation if you want to continue going that direction. You're going to get the worst of uh inter- you're going to get the worst ladies interested in you if this is how you're going to talk to him. But he's not alone here because I have had that question asked to me by people that I don't know very well. Yeah. And you know, it, it I I would say that it shocked me, but it doesn't really. You just kind of take it with a grain of salt. You answer it and you move on. I, I know you you can kind of take questions like this pretty well is what I've noticed. Is But I mean, yeah, I, I, I would call it inappropriate questions. That's how I see it. 855-450-3733. It's 
free as in the freedom to ask ladies dumb questions. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live has found that though U.S. financial institutions are prohibited from doing business with foreign gambling websites, it's not illegal for U.S.-based Internet users to gamble on those sites. People have been using VPNs or virtual private networks to connect to sites like games.bitcoin.com and play games with Bitcoin Cash. Games.bitcoin.com features poker, blackjack, roulette, craps, keno, slots, and dice. You can conduct your own investigation at games.bitcoin.com. talk live call in talk about whatever is on your mind that's what we do here on free talk live it's mark with you jay and angie 855-450-3733 it's 855-450 free is in freedom got a story here from reason magazine lenore skenazy writes well i'm not even gonna read the title just gonna start um a mom who let her six children Six. Six children, Angie. <laughs> She's awesome. It's an amazing woman. Uh, wait 10 minutes in the car while she ran in to get them muffins at a local Kentucky cafe. Now, the impression I get here is, is this is a cafe in Kentucky, not that the brand of the uh, cafe is Kentucky Cafe, like Kentucky Fried Chicken, sure. not the same thing. All right. So she's the focus of uh, an op-ed here, and it was co-authored by the Washington Post. And it says, I, Lenore Skenazy co-authored the, the op-ed. Perhaps you can guess what happened next to the mom. Because Lenore Skenazy, when she does an article, she's the uh, what was called the world's worst mom. Uh, she's the author over at Free Range Kids, the Free Range Kids blog. Yeah, some uh, cop probably drove by and seen that a couple of a handful of kids are in the car, or some busybody called the cops and said the kids are left in the car. Well, this is a I cafe, so the cops could just be right there. That, well, that's true too. Yeah, right? but it's Kentucky. They don't drink coffee in Kentucky. Yeah, but I mean, how dangerous could it have been in the parking lot of this cafe? Well, um, I don't know, but I had somebody. I I I, I, th- I think this was. Anyway, I'm going to tell the story third person because I can't remember who who said that. Um, that they walked the shopping cart to the cart corral. So what's that? Three, yeah. four shopping, uh, four uh, parking, parking space away, whatever it is. And they come back and somebody's hyperventilating at the window because their baby's um, in the car. Like she put the baby in the car, uh, put the groceries in the car. Walk the cart to the cart corral, comes back, and some mom's there, or some woman is there. Yep. But, you know. Every social justice warrior wants to be a hero. Yeah. So, perhaps you can guess what happened next to the mom. Holly Curry, in fact, I'll, I'll bet you can. Though it was 67 degrees outside and partly cloudy. And although it is statistically safer to let kids wait in the car than to drag them across a parking lot, because... Every once in a while, somebody gets run over in a parking lot, right? Sure. The heart-wrenching stories of kids who die in cars almost always involve children forgotten there for hours. Not kids who've been there for a minute. 
and six of them. So there is at, there's at least one that's old enough to maybe open the door and ventilate the car if there was an issue. Right. Right. Six of them. One of them has to be old enough to sure. do that. Does it say how old they are? No, it doesn't. But I mean, I, I doubt very seriously that they're all 18 months old and, uh, you know, six sextuplets or septuplets. I'm sex, sextuplets. sextuplets. Yeah. Um, it seems unlikely in, in that circumstance, but that there's probably an older child. But if a kid's left in a car, even an 18 month old, even if a baby's left in a car for three or four minutes, there's nothing to get upset about. No, not there's just. I'm guilty. I do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, your kid. Oh, yeah. Your kid. You do have one that's uh, quite young. Yeah. I. I mean, you know, and they'll be fine. I can remember my dad specifically said that he was going to have a mechanic set up the truck so he could lock us in the truck. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when we were kids. Well, I've met your brothers, and you guys probably deserved it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Let's go on here. Um. Let's see. Let's see. It's uh, it involved children who were forgotten in there for hours, not simply waiting out an errand. Curry found herself in trouble with the police. Here's uh, this is quoted: When she came out less than ten minutes later, two officers rebuked Curry for leaving her kids in the car. They told her she wasn't being arrested, just detained. Oh, uh, hold on, that doesn't even make any sense. Um, a detention comes. Because you are either determining whether you should arrest somebody or shouldn't. Once you've determined that there is no arrestable offense, then a detention isn't in line. Because a detention requires reasonable, articulable suspicion that a crime has been committed. An arrest comes because the crime has been committed. So that doesn't make any sense. She started to cry and asked permission to call her husband, Josiah. That request was denied. I would have just done it. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. No one asked to see the kids. Who were still waiting in the car, right? Like, if the problem was the kids being in the car without an adult being in the car, right? Okay, children in the car, the doors are closed. An adult isn't in the car. If adult is in the car and the doors are closed, everything's fine. But, um, you know, the cops are keeping her from getting in the car. The officers told Curry that while they were not charging her with any crime, they're going to file a JC3 form. A hotline-type alert to the Kentucky Child Protective System. This poor lady. They're going to be so in her business over this. Is is the uh, f- the uh, p- police department or the officer's name in this article by any chance? Because uh, I think the listeners need that. I don't see it right now. No, I didn't, I didn't dig that deep. Um, to me, this could happen from any cop. Sure. This isn't... <laughs> I really believe this is most cops doing this. Um, because... See, the thing is, is that we're all so busy. If you go, you know, you're going past a car and you see a dog or a kid in a car and it's 85 degrees out, 90 degrees out, 95 degrees out, and you come back out 10 minutes later and, the, and they're still in the car, then you might start, you know, paying attention. Like the, the, the less the temperature, the less you're going to, um, you know, pay attention. I certainly don't want to see any kids die. I, I witnessed one of these incidents. Uh, at Foxwoods Casino years ago, there was a couple of Asian uh, babies in car seats in an SUV at about 4 o'clock in the morning. We stopped in there. It was my dad and I to go meet somebody, and we were coming through with horses, and we went in there and got a couple of uh, – got some breakfast and came back, and we told the security guard on the way in, hey, this car pointed out to him, blah, blah, blah. Came back through. Car was still there, and it was daylight now, 
Um, it was getting pretty warm, and it was all condensation on the inside. My father actually went and grabbed a, a, a tool out of the truck, I don't remember, maybe even a hammer, and popped one in the windows, set the car alarm off. Everybody shows up, security shows up, and uh, they called the paramedics, and one of the kids was um, seriously dehydrated. Mm. Uh, it wasn't conscious. Um, there was a big deal. They had us like fill out police reports and all that crap. But the, And from what we understand, I mean, those people, according to surveillance, had pulled in there like, five or six hours before my dad and I even walked oh by right. and just you know, had the kids in there. And I can see, um, you know, a kid sleeping in a car. You're going to have to go check on them or whatever. But we, you know, if my if my son was sleeping in the car, we left him in. Mm-hmm. We pulled him in, pulled into the garage and rolled down the windows and left him in the car until he got up. He would often be pretty cranky about it. He didn't like sleeping in the car, but well, yeah, you fell th- asleep there, buddy. What do you want me to this do? This was like July and it was like, 80 degrees yeah, yeah, at yeah. 4 o'clock in the morning. It was really hot. You yeah, know? that's not good. And again, you have to use a certain amount of discretion. But the problem is is that people don't have discretion. Now it's come to the point where if you leave a living thing in a car, then you have sentenced it to death. Even if you're just walking in to get a cup of coffee and you're going to be back out in you know a minute. But if you're a truck driver in New York State and you let that truck idle for more than five minutes, even though it's 104 degrees out and you're trying to sleep because you've been driving for your 12 hours, unless you have a dog in the truck. But if you don't have a dog, you're getting a ticket for idling. <laughs> and this is so why the you human see, doesn't matter. Anyway? Right. Yeah. This is in New York State is because I used to sleep in New York and yeah. idle my truck with the air conditioning on. And uh, I had my pug with me. And the cop was like, oh, you got a dog in there. I didn't know that. You're okay. And I was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> and he's like, yep. He goes, unless unless you have like some handicap reason or or, or he went through the whole list. And one of them was uh, a pet hmm. um, or livestock or, or, you know, there's all these exceptions. But basically just because you're a truck driver trying to sleep and you're in a parking lot at noontime and you got to pull over and go to sleep because you've been awake too long. Time to get a pet mouse at the local pet, pet store. Sure. Yeah. Hey, you know, that'll that'll take care of that problem. Going on here, the next day, a Child Protective Services investigator showed up, eventually with a deputy, sheriff's deputy. All this is laid out in a lawsuit the Curries are now pursuing. And this story goes on, and it is amazing. 855-450-3733. Have you had incidences where... Either A, you found people who left uh, kids or pets in cars too long, or B, somebody who went crazy over you leaving one in for five minutes. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's... Mark with you. Jay. And Angie. Angie, you're going to step out after this segment? Yep, I am. You've got a big trip tomorrow, and you're leaving at like midnight. Yes, we're going to Miami. You're leaving on a jet plane. For a spinning conference. Bicycles for hours and hours and hours. So this is a station, the stationary bike classes spinning. It is, yeah. We'll be on the bikes from 7 in the morning till 7 at night. I've taken the uh, classes in spinning, and yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's a fun little thing to do. It's a... Uh, a diversion. So a diversion. Yes. Well, diversion <laughs> it's good from cardio. Life. Yeah. It's great for your knees if you have bad knees. So uh, well, enjoy your conference going Thanks. down there and all the other uh, hyped up on exercise ladies that are out there. Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything related to cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. And 
Did you guys see the jump in Bitcoin cash pricing today? Yes, I did. Yeah. What yeah. was it at? I I don't look at it in U- U.S. dollars. I always look at it in, uh, in, in against other cryptos. Yeah. And uh, like, my prediction is is that it's a good place to be against other cryptocurrencies, specifically BTC. Um, you know, in in the near future, I don't know what's going to happen in the long term, but I'm you know keeping uh, quite a bit of the uh, the in, the funds that I'm in charge of investing in that. Okay. So. Yeah, check out Bitcoin.com. They'll tell you all about Bitcoin Cash and how to get a wallet, how to buy Bitcoin Cash, where you can spend your Bitcoin Cash, places like saveatpurse.com. They'll give you the latest news on cryptocurrencies, and you can engage with the community on the forums. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. And look out soon. There'll be local.bitcoin.com. They're launching June 4th, and that will allow you to buy and sell cryptocurrencies right in, with people right in your community. Local.bitcoin.com. Coming soon. CoinMarketCap says it's at $459 right now for uh, Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, that's uh, it's quite a jump. Yep. And... You know, the, 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 the Civil War rages on amongst uh, the, the Bitcoins out there. But either way, all I care about is what works, what's going to have the best pricing. And now, I think now might be a good time to sell that Bitcoin Satoshi Vision. It's at 235 right now. It's up 94% in the past 24 hours. A lot of they've been delisted by a lot of exchanges. So it's difficult to sell the SV. Really? Yeah. And I sold out of the SV long, long ago. So anyway, talking about this story where this mom leaves her six kids in a car for 10 minutes to go get some muffins for the kids and her, I presume, at a coffee shop. And, uh, you know, tyranny ensues, right? The cops come and the cops uh, file a form with the, excuse me, uh, Kentucky Child Protection System and the... Child Protective Services investigator shows up with a deputy sheriff. The two authorities insisted on entering Holly's home, though they had no warrant, warning her that if she stood her constitutional ground and forbade them entry, they would return and take her kids, the lawsuit alleges. Curry let them in once inside. I'll tell you that in a second. And this is the trick, because they don't have the right to come in the house, but they have the power to take your children. And what do you do in a circumstance like that? When they threaten, and they mean it, you're gonna we're gonna, you're gonna let us in, or we're gonna take your kids away from you. Now I they shouldn't have that power. Your, I think you got to stand your ground. I, I I would be terrified, and um, I mean this is this is an abuse of uh, power under the color of law. But do I want to have my kid taken from me for weeks, months? I, While I fight it, I but don't. They could still take them if you let them in, and they see one thing that oh, they sure. don't like. They could still say, "Oh, we're taking your kids." Yep. Car- Carlos Morales, I think that's how you say his name. He uh, wrote the book. Um, do you recall the book about? I don't uh, remember it, but he used to work yeah, for yeah, Child yeah. Protective Services. And it was something. The book has something to do about the case against Child Protective Services. And, yep. and one of the things he said was, "Is that like if you have dirty dishes, they'll they'll do this as like a you know a check mark, and if you get a couple of check marks or something." You know, uh, basically you could have like dirty dishes, the trash can a little over full and some dirty laundry somewhere like in the house. And that would be grounds in California for them to take the kids. And he also talks about how it's a huge financial incentive for the um, for, you know, the state to be to have custody of your kids through CPS via uh, in injections of money from the federal government and 
it's just how they build bureaucracy. And, you know, the, the police are there to help build bu- bureaucracy and make sure you pay taxes, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, let's see. That Once inside, the woman from CPS questioned Curry about her home life. Curry answered fully, the lawsuit said, worried that any refusal would add to her peril. The investigator insisted on taking the younger child from Curry's lap and, without permission, began to undress her. In the presence of the male deputy, in in the presence of the male deputy, the investigator proceeded to undress the child, male um, each child, male and female, down to their genitals, removing the diapers of the two youngest. Curry tried to object, but she knew she was powerless to stop the investigator from doing full body investigation inspections here. The last to be undressed was her four-year-old son, taught by his pediatrician that he should never let a stranger take his clothes off without his mom's okay. But when the boy tried to make eye contact with Curry, the investigator stood directly in his line of sight, leaving him helpless. Then the investigator pointed to the deputy and said, show that cop your muscles. The little boy removed his shirt and flexed his biceps as ordered. The investigator I don't even know if my son would know what to do if you said show him your muscles. The investigator and deputy uh, began laughing while the investigator started to pull down his pants. When the little boy finally was able to look back at his mother, she was holding back tears. The little boy's face registered shame and fear. You know, I got cold chills when you said that they took that child from her and started taking the diaper off of that baby. Yeah. There is no way that they would have taken my child from me. And they I would have gone to jail. They would have beaten me to a pulp and taken me downtown. So these, uh, like, we're nothing but mammals, right? Yeah. And when you're talking about that relationship between parents and their children, and, I mean, this, it just shows uh, that this society has gone beyond civilized and beyond domesticated to cowed, when you can... Go into a demand, demand to walk into a person's house and strip their children down to their clothes, shame and humiliate those children in front of their parents, show that those children, their parents are powerless to protect them from the state. And we do nothing. I think I don't think there's like, I think that Holly, I understand the situation Holly's in and I get it. But at the same time, this is a, this is commentary on our society. And what has happened? Ladies and gentlemen, call me right now and tell me we don't live in a police state. Look, I remember listening um, when I was rolling down the road in like the 1990s, maybe early aughts, and hearing somebody on the radio on a talk show saying we live in a police state. And I laughed. I was like, well, this is a ridiculous thing to say. After you've heard this story about what happened to this woman and about how her children were stripped in front of her and how she could do nothing, how her young son at four years old was, I don't know what else to call this, uh, a sex crime was perpetrated against him. Absolutely. Now, whether, I mean, maybe he wasn't touched in those places necessarily, but the shame, he experienced that. The fear that a sex crime victim experiences, he doesn't understand this. That's what he experienced. How's he going to feel about cops from here on out? Is it going to be officer friendly or is it going to be something else? Police state Prove me wrong. 855-450-3733. We give those numbers to you very clearly. 855-450. Free is in the freedom to strip kids naked. That's what they've got. Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies. 
including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. Talk live. Call in, talk about what you want to talk about. But right now, what I want to talk about is this story from Reason.com where a mother of six children left them in the, I presume, minivan. Um, I can't imagine any other vehicle that they could possibly have been in to go get some muffins. Uh, she said she was gone 10 minutes. Uh, the cops called CPS, Child Protective Services, on them. Uh, CPS shows up at the house with the sheriff. And they proceed to strip all the kids naked and check their parts. Now, yeah, I what, really, what this has to do with muffins, I don't know. I really hope that this uh, that you know this there's a, the lawsuit is successful on the uh, you know which isn't really going to fix anything because it's just you know some bonding company you know you know uh, just forking out money and and the insurance rate goes up for the taxpayers is really all it a equivalence to i mean these right. this family deserves money but the taxpayers largely don't pay attention and don't care what their government does right and 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 these parasites that you know working for a cps uh they need to be disciplined uh very harshly because they're just you know usurpers of power and these articles come up all the time sure so all you all have to do is watch read the blogs i'm only reading this one because it's to me I mean, you know, as jaded as I am after I don't even know how many years here on Free Talk Live, uh, 2002, uh, that, well, I, I was I was amazed at this uh, this line. I'll read this line to you here in uh, just a second, but I want to tell you about uh, Cryptocurrency Wire. If you're trying to reach the crypto market or perhaps you want to spread mass awareness of your crypto technology, either way, you need a communications company that specializes in the field. Leveraging 35-plus brands and part of the investor brand network and more than four, five, excuse me, 5,000 downstream distribution partners, Cryptocurrency Wires combines the power of specialization with mass market reach. With their help, you can start connecting with crypto-friendly journalists and more than 1.6 million followers. Their commitment is to get the most eyes possible on your big news. While it's fresh, domestic, or international, they can reach 56 different countries and also provide translation services. Even if your com- company is important and a relevant newsmaker, you need someone that specializes in the field to get your message heard. CryptocurrencyWire.com. We've used them here on Free Talk Live. To much success, CryptocurrencyWire.com. Let's go to Mike calling in from Toledo. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Thank you for taking my call. Um I think what we're talking about is being a responsible adult. Your words were she walked in for 10 minutes and maybe got a coffee or a muffin or something like that. Well, she got the muffins for the kids, according to the story. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, at least the kids won't be hungry. I think if she returned to the vehicle and one of the kids was gone and four days later they found him in a ditch, dead, She'd think, man, that 10 minutes, I might not have 
done that and everything would have been fine. I, I just think with kids nowadays, I mean, n- not nowadays, but it, it being an adult and making sure the children are safe. I mean, let's say there's a kid that's 16 in the car well, and he's like, hey, the kids are, the, you know what? My brothers and sisters are getting warm. Let's roll the windows down, get a little fresh air going. Mom went in to get some muffins for us. And yeah. someone reaches in and don't say this don't happen because it does. Yeah. Well, someone sure, reaches happens. in and snatches one of the kids. But, you know, like, crime happened far more often to kids in the past. I mean, the crimes against children perpetrated by adults whom they don't know um, happens far less often than it did even when I was a kid. But this wouldn't have been an issue when I was a child. How about you? Well, I'm 50, so... I'm 48. I mean, somewhat of your saying is pretty true. I mean, it, it did... You know, so like seatbelts and all that stuff back when I was a child, you know, that didn't really matter. But I see where the hyper awareness or whatever comes in. I get it. If you walk in to pay for your gasoline and the kids are in the car, they're within eye shot. They're within, uh, I mean, when I had my child, I I was so just overwhelmed by being a parent. There's no way I would have walked into a donut shop or a muffin shop, or a pizza shop, or whatever that you want to call it, for five minutes, more or less, ten, come out, or my kid at 16 comes running into the uh, muffin shop and says, hey, mom, great idea to get us some food, but Junior just got snatched out of the car. Mike, I think you're a lunatic. Way, I don't know what else to way. tell you. I mean, you sound like a crazy person. I, you know, the, the likelihood I of this happening... It could happen, right? But if a 16-year-old can't stop somebody from kidnapping the kid out of the car, then how is mom going to do it? How in the world would a 16-year-old stop a 50-year-old man? Fine. How All is, it takes is one good crack up How the is a 30-year-old woman going to do it? She can obviously stop the person by screaming and yelling so and the dialing 911-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-
to demand a warrant. We're going to come back and take your kids, at least according to the lawsuit, Mike. So, um, no, they didn't say that they were going to crack her in the head with a rifle. What they said they were going to do is do something worse. I would rather get cracked in the head with a rifle than have my children stolen from me, Mike. And I, I got a question for you. Yeah. I, I mean, you know the story. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure you know the details. What would be the reason, and let me finish, what would be the reason for a police officer to come in a home and say, we got to take the diaper off this kid and see his penis or his vagina, because that's just a safety thing we do now. <laughs> I think It don't the, happen. I there think... has to be abuse something i mean obviously when children are abused well all i can do is read the they story can try to hide Mike, that all i can do is read the story yeah. but i do know that uh people with power tend to over tend to abuse it people that are irresponsible i agree with you yeah people in low iq I, yeah cops well, are I, all low IQ. i agree I with you i agree with you 100 percent. i just think there's more you read the story i just it's hard well, for me this is to one side sit of here it. and think mike there's no, no doubt. It's, it's hard for me to sit here and think the cops just came to the door and said Excuse me, but uh, you know what? We came over here to look, talk to Mike, you. We didn't reason, have a warrant, but we're going to kick your door open and take your kids' diapers off to see their genitals. The reason that now. you are giving uh, the, the dispensation to the cops on this instead of the woman, what you're already saying is, is that she could have had her children stolen away from her on one hand, but on the other hand, you're like, this could never possibly happen. This is ridiculous. These are our boys in blue. Well, I'm sorry to oh, tell no, you. Oh, no, no, no. This happens. I agree with you. I, I understand what you're saying about the boys in blue because... As a matter of fact, I've been a federal firearms dealer for 28 years, and I've dealt with many, many, many police officers, and I would say at least 75 of them, they're doing the stuff that they're supposed to be stopping. So I'm not a wacko just calling to argue with you. It's just I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. I'm not saying that all cops are good. On the contrary, Free I'm talk saying live. 75% of them are doing... It's Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about what you want to talk about. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450. Free is in freedom. And we're talking about this story where this mom um, and, like, you know, the last caller alleges that some of the facts of the story may not be true. And this is my experience with news stories. I've had... Multiple news stories happen about me and about things that I know intimately. Right? We're newsmakers here on Free Talk Live, for better or for worse. And so I've had these stories. Not one of them has ever been factually true, completely. Now, that doesn't mean that most of it wasn't true or part of it wasn't true or some perception of the facts might have been true or whatever, but none of them gets every fact right completely. So... I concur with the caller that not every fact in this story is true, just because that's what my belief is. But um, I don't know what happened, and all I can do is deal with the story as it's written, and I believe it. It doesn't surprise me at all that a CPS worker goes to this woman's house because she left her kids in a car for 10 minutes to get some muffins for her and the kids, and I presume some coffee. Coffee wasn't mentioned. And... That the CPS worker comes and uh, feels like she's, for one, they tell her that to get in, that she they have to let her in, her and the deputy sheriff have to be let in, and if they're not, they're going to come back and take their kids away. I don't doubt that for a second. 
That sounds like standard, run-of-the-mill stuff to me. And I, I really feel you should call them on their bluff because they are coming in there just trying to find any nonsense reason to gather evidence to use against you. I, I, I would just say come back with a warrant and close the door. Well, um, I think that that could have better and could have worse results. I don't know. Everybody but I'm sure has, they made the threat. I know that lets the, the CPS into their house. I have a friend this happened to about a year ago. I said, do not let them in the house. You tell them to leave. I actually had two friends. One friend was all up on it. She's really good. And uh, she wouldn't let him in. She never heard from him again. The The father of the child, they were uh, divorced. The father of the child had gotten a DUI with the kid in the car. And CPS showed up to do a checkup, and they said, you have to let us in. And she said, no, you need to come back with a warrant. Uh, and if you come back here again and harass me again, I'm going to be um, you know, suing you. I charge $50,000 an hour to, to deal with you guys, and I don't want to deal with you guys. And they left her alone. The other people just complied, and the stuff just piled on, the stuff piled on, and the stuff piled on. And it turned into like lawyers getting involved, all kinds of aggravation. The kid's grades went to hell in school, and he was a good kid. It was actually two kids, and uh, and, th- and the second one where they came in, it was over somebody who was basically mad at the father over a car he had sold them that was not a good car. It was just people retaliating, and that's what a lot of the CPS stuff is. is It's like the McCarthyism back in the day when they were saying, hey, my neighbor is a communist. Well, now all you got to say is, hey, my neighbor's molesting his kids, and CPS is going to go there and harass the hell out of those people, whether it happened or not. Right. And so in this case, there was no evidence presented in this story that none that this woman would have uh, that that's might have been the situation. Now, they could have they basically got permission from this lady by cowing her into submission. But, um, you know, I I see no reason at this point to disbelieve what the, what she says. She's I got agree. a law. She has a lawsuit. By the way, I never got to this. And it's worth pointing out the uh, local Kentucky lawyers and the national Home School Legal Defense Association are counsel on the case. Nice. These aren't the sort of people, the Home School Legal Defense Association isn't the sort of people to take a case if you, they think that you're, you know, guilty. Right. Yeah. right. If, you, if you're going to make the, then I don't want their association looking like they're representing deadbeats. Right. And people, who, you know, molesters and all that sort of thing. Um, I do, you know, I mean, CPS works with molesters all the time. If you work for, with molesters day in and day out, Pretty soon you think everybody's a molester. Sure. That's just how things go. And, I mean, you know, the CPS worker did what she was supposed to do. She managed to determine whether or not this family was molesting their kids, even though the reason was because of some muffins. She did what her job was. Her job is to determine whether or not bad things are going on in the house. Her job is but, to get kids in state custody. That's what her job is. They, the, her job is to grow bureaucracy and it's the same. T- I have a good f- friend of the family that was a Massachusetts CPS, and that's what she constantly said. They just want to have fill up more foster homes. They want to get more kids in the system. That is the agenda. Let's go to the uh, the Discord lines and uh, talk to Luke. Luke, you're on Free Talk Live. Luke, can you hear me now? How about now? Oops, let's turn this thing up. Luke? Well, there you go. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. About two weeks later, Holly, that's the mother, found was found not guilty of child neglect. 
But why did a muffin shop stop end with a strip search at all? How dare the authorities not only second-guess a mom's very safe decision, but take their investigation so far beyond the bounds of common sense and decency? That's what motivated the Currys to file their federal civil rights lawsuit that challenges the entry into their home under coercion, the seizure of the children inside the home, and the strip searches. Bureaucrats are known for not having any common sense whatsoever. I mean, this should be common knowledge now. Well, I think that like when in dealing with the CPS worker, right, in dealing with weirdos and freaks day in and day out, that it's it's reasonable for a person to come to the conclusion that everybody's a weirdo and a freak. That's why we need constitutional bounds on these people, because the rest of us aren't living in this world and we don't deserve this. Uh, stormtrooper tactic where duck 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 you open up or we're gonna come we're gonna come back and take your children away from you i mean what kind of lunatic say says this and the thing is constitutional bounds i mean you know the, the when you're dealing with cps generally first off they don't recognize a constitution this constitution doesn't apply to these agencies these agencies are you know they're go- they're municipal corporations that call themselves governmental agencies uh, this is the same throughout the entire United States. Government is essentially just not living. It's these, it's these charities. And there's a really good uh, court that w- case in Massachusetts that went before the Supreme Judicial Court. If you Google Jack Collins, uh, Massachusetts, L- um, uh, I can't remember, the, the state police, the, um, the Massachusetts uh, Civil Rights um, uh, a thing there. I can't remember. ACLU? The, ACLU, that's right. They, the Mass they helped Ian out. Yeah, the Mass ACLU sued the Massachusetts State Police. Jack Collins was a lawyer for the Massachusetts State Police, and th- they uh, did not have to follow the Constitution because the Massachusetts State Police are made up of law enforcement councils, and these law enforcement councils are charitable organizations. They're, they file their taxes with the IRS as a charity, and they are registered as a charity. And the Supreme Court of Massachusetts said that the Massachusetts law enforcement councils are charities and not required to answer public records requests because they are not part of the government. They are governmental agencies. The suffix on the end of the word, uh, the suffix AL on the end of a word means similar to alike. They are not governments. And this is the same thing with child protective services. The Constitution doesn't even hardly matter anymore because because nobody's being belligerent about it. Nobody is, def- is, 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 is bringing up the Constitution. And this is why you have to sue these people in these agencies individually, and they do not have sovereign immunity because they are not constitutional agencies. So um, the, what Lenore Scadese, uh, the author, says here, if they win, it'll reinforce what should be a given. Parents deserve the right to make seat-of-the-pants decisions that do not put their kids in any real, obvious, and statistically likely danger. Waiting 10 minutes for muffins falls into the no real danger category. And I, I mean, I would agree. Uh, if you take all your kids into the muffin shop and a gas leak in the muffin shop causes the whole thing to blow up, are you then a terrible parent for taking your kids into the muffin shop rather than leaving them out in the car? Yeah. And, and even just hiking six kids through a parking lot. It's dangerous. Yeah. More danger. It's more dangerous than I'm not saying it's dangerous. It is not dangerous to walk six kids through a parking lot. However, it is more dangerous to walk them through the parking lot than it is to leave them in the vehicle for 10 minutes. And that's what we're 
talking about here is people need to be able to make decisions about their kids. I realize sometime in the relatively near future, the government's going to you know, take all the kids and raise them in little incubators, and uh, you know they're going to get no real human contact, and we're going to have generation upon generation of uh, psychopaths. I get it. I've read Brave New World. I understand. But for today, we don't want that. Today, what we don't need is governmental employees coming into people's houses, uh, you know, breaking the Constitution, and stripping their kids naked. I wonder how many rape kits in this particular town or county or whatever they call themselves uh, are sitting on a shelf and haven't been tested yet. Because right. from what I understand, there is labs all over the country. With three years going back. Rape yes. Yeah. And, well, all I got to do is test them. Right. But they're busting people over you know, 10 minutes kids in a car. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Or use the Discord rooms at discord.freetalklive.com. Don't you hate that feeling in the pit of your stomach when the police pull you over? Most people have no idea how to handle it properly, and they promptly get fed into the municipal fee-generating meat grinder. Or maybe you recall that feeling you get when you go to the mailbox and see one or more letters from the IRS. You get a sense of impending doom, don't you? So let me ask you, if you could learn how to use the law to beat the IRS, traffic tickets, almost any courtroom scenario, collectors, credit card debt, and even mortgage debt because of fraud perpetrated against you, would that be worth knowing about? Don't laugh. Investigate. Check out the life-changing benefits of the Lighthouse Law Club at their website, lighthouselaw.club. That's lighthouselaw.club. And while you're at it, visit the Lighthouse Law Club YouTube channel. You might be in for a pleasant surprise. Talk live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Jay. Angie has uh, stepped away. She has to take a flight early in the morning, so she had to uh, to, had to leave a little early. And uh, Jay, we were just talking about a situation, crazy situation, where a mom left her six kids in the car. I presume that car is a minivan uh, to get some muffins at a coffee shop. And she comes back. The cops are there. The cops uh, file a CPS thing against her. The CPS and a sheriff come to her house. Uh, They say that if you don't let us in, we're going to come back um, with the warrant and we're going to take your kids. And she lets them come in. And then the CPS worker proceeds to disrobe some of her children. I don't know if all of them, including a four-year-old who she said looked uh, scared and ashamed after all this occurred. And, you know, it's it's scary when you think about custody in that way. But this sort of thing can not only happen to your children, it can happen to you. So I this story isn't really recent. It's from last year. But I've been holding it because I was kind of waiting for the right time to talk about it. And here it is coming from uh, Fox 4 News. This is the uh, you know the local affiliate down in Collier County, which is where uh, Naples is, I believe. A woman is taking action after becoming the victim of a bogan, bogus guardianship case. Have you heard of guardianship stuff, Jay? 
Uh, I mean, is this guardianship over kids? Nope. Or like, nope. No, I don't know then. Well, I'll read a little bit about it, then I'll explain it. Okay. So Karen Federighi, uh, sorry, Karen, uh, received a knock on her door in January 2016 from a court-appointed attorney and a sheriff's deputy. I'm told that I'm a ward of the state. The guardianship case normally involves a relative asking a court to be given decision-making rights over another relative's estate if that person can no longer make decisions for themselves. So, you know, if one of your parents has become demented and needs help, and a lot of times when people are dealing with dementia, they're you know they're not all there and they're not making the best decisions, and sometimes, admittedly, courts have to step in and let so people I do make know decisions. what you're talking about now. Yeah. I have a friend who recently had to go through this with his father because it's very bad dementia and Alzheimer's. Right. And what happens is that sometimes, and it's not as uncommon as you might think, people who are completely capable of taking care of themselves, completely in control of their faculties, are swept up into this because in many cases, you're not invited to the hearing. You never even get a chance to present your side of the story. The judge never even asks because most of the time when they're dealing with this, oh, it's just easier to write the paperwork. Yeah, whatever. Go take care of them. Um, you know, obviously, they need the, hate, the, the help, right? Because I, otherwise, why would somebody be there helping? I would say all U.S. citizens are actually um, property of the state. There's a federal court. There's a Supreme Court ruling on it. Uh, Fox Steel versus Wheeling Steel. In the 70s, but, you know, a U.S. citizen is a second-class citizen. A U.S. citizen was uh, specifically created by an act of the Constitution, the 14th Amendment. You know, you had your first class of citizens are your state citizens. This is why I claim to be a New Hampshireian, not an American, not a United States citizen. New Hampshire is my nation. I am a citizen of the New Hampshire nation, not the state of New Hampshire and not the United States. Well, just to be clear. Yeah. I mean, if that's uh, the first class citizenship and uh, U.S. citizenship is a second class citizenship, this is about ninth class citizenship, right? <laughs> so these people have no rights. Second class citizens are slaves as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Federici uh, says a jealous relative filed a guardianship against her. The court deemed her incapacitated to handle her finances, even though there isn't anything wrong with her. The legal proceedings drained Karen of all of her finances. Desperate, she moved away. I finally escaped in November of 2016. So this happened in January of 2016. And, uh, you know, by nearly no- a year. Yeah. By November, uh, a philanthropist saw my story uh, on the Internet, um, story Internet, it says, and wired me some money. Karen returned to Collier County trying to get some uh, justice of her own. My nursing career ended. My character totally assassinated. Another Collier County woman, Peggy Dupree, is suing the county as well. And she didn't lose her estate. She lost her son. She claims her autistic son was treated by a doctor without her knowledge. When Peggy alerted authorities, she lost custody of her son. Though Karen and Peggy's cases are different, they're joining forces to try and stop what they say is a broken and corrupt system. It's not just about the money. It's about exposing how corrupt these guardianships are and how it exposes the vulnerable and the weak. Karen says that uh, she has another lawsuit pending in Chicago against the relatives who sued to get control of her inheritance in the first place. So what happens here is, and and this can happen, it often happens to people over the age of 65, right? And this can only happen because government provides a system for it to happen. Yes. This kind of stuff could not happen 
without the organized crime racket calling itself government. Right. Um, that much is absolutely true. They use a system which makes some sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make any sense. It's just that, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's abused in some cases. And that needs to be pointed out, and it's very important to point it out. So as we get older, at some point we're going to reach a, uh, reach a point when we're no longer able to k- take care of ourselves or we're going to be dead. One of those two things is going to occur. And it happens for different people at different ages. I'm sure Collier County, Florida deals with this far more often than your average uh, county. Oh, yeah, you got a lot of retirees down there, and their kids probably aren't around, or they might not have kids. Right, so the judges are probably just going through and rubber stamping these things, and that's going to necessarily have a consequence, just rubber stamping stuff. So if, for instance, Jay, I was to say that uh, you're, you're incapable of taking care of yourself, and um, you know I've, we need a, you need a court-appointed guardian. Well, the guardians are able to bill your estate for everything that they do. Oh, it's just like when they put the people in a nursing home, you know, $90,000, I, a, a woman I know, ninety ninety two grand in like four months. That's what her life savings was, $92,000 as like 88-year-old lady, and they wiped out her bank account in four Oof. months, the nursing home. And, and, then, and then they kicked her out and sent her to the poor home um, in Then town. Medicare kicked in. I, I don't know right. what happened, but yeah. Right, and that's you know, that's the whole scam is that any money you have saved up, and you finally end up in a place where they take care of folks and, uh, like this. And this kind of scam happens everywhere. It happens in the corporate world. It happens in the private world. Uh, it, an example that happens in the corporate world is like uh, this happened to Toys R Us Corporation. Uh, some equi- equity firm acquires Toys R Us, and then the way they literally looted Toys R Us. Was uh, which wasn't doing great anyways, but it had a lot of assets and all kinds of things. Is this private equity firm owns some kind of you know lawyering company or law firm? I don't know what the heck it was called, but they would do administrative work and legal things, and they just just start billing the heck out of you know Toys R Us till there's nothing left. They sucked up the pensions, they you know liquidated all the assets, and you know they, it was like um you know they buy the slice and dice these you know pretty stable asset rich companies and take the pensions and everything and this is another thing it could not happen without lawyers and government (laughs) it's legalized plunder yes and that's 100 percent what it is and there are there have been story after story done about these people who uh do this for a living and they you know i'm sure many of them are, are are fine folks or whatever and I don't know all of them, but I know that some of them are bilking people. Th- there's uh, some federal investigation going on now. Actually, a caller called in about it. That, that, that guy, I called him angry from um, Arizona. If he called, he could fill in a little bit. Oh, not Arizona, uh, New Mexico. I forget his name. I think Dave. Dave. But uh, And I heard about this elsewhere in a few different things where these um, the probate judge are basically you know going through these... Uh, probate things and they're finding where this guy dies and there isn't really any immediate relatives mm-hmm. and the reason they got busted is because this one dude had like a uh, this judge got busted because one dude had a, a, a nephew or something that was wasn't in a country or i don't remember the details but basically this the there was these, an error there it- was an error and these judges had literally like stole the estate and they were able to assign the estate to themselves somehow i don't know all about it but like this happens way too often. Right. And it's, uh, I mean, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you are not immune from this sort of thing occurring. This uh, this this court case in 2016 that this lady was dealing with, it was a, a relative that was angry that she got an inheritance that the relative didn't get. And the money's probably already spent. 
She's just trying to get it back. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Jay. Feel free to call in about guardianship abuse or anything else here on Free Talk Live. We're going to get right back into it, but I want to tell you about a website. If you've got a retail business and you want to be able to take cryptocurrency, go to helpmetakebitcoin.com. If you have a retail business or you have a kind of business where you go to people's houses or whatever, have any kind of business, you probably should be taking cryptocurrency because the crypto people, they're loyal and they'll tell their friends and you might even get a news story out of it because, hey, you know, local plumber takes Bitcoin or whatever. Um, these kind of things, those are lots of good reasons to uh, to take cryptocurrency. Go to helpmetakebitcoin.com. They make it easy for you. And when I say easy, very easy. If you already have a cryptocurrency wallet, this could be as little as two minutes process. Helpmetakebitcoin.com. And either way, if you don't have one, they'll tell you how to do that too. Help me take Bitcoin.com. They got videos right there on the site uh, to make it easy for you. Help me take Bitcoin.com. Let's go to Bob calling him from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir. I wanted to tell you about the scam the government's pulling on me and my wife. Okay. My wife is uh, 74 years old. I'm 69. She is a brittle diabetic, which means she's very, very sick. She ran out of rehab days. And so she's got to stay out of the hospital 60 days in order to reset her rehab days. She can't do it. She may be two to three weeks before she go out of the hospital. Mm. The solution from the government is you go into a choices program, and when you go into the choices program, we'll take care of her. But when you die, your house goes to the government. Really? And it's, Yes, sir. It's called the choices program. You look it up. You have to sign everything that when you go on Medicaid that I can stay in my house as long as I'm alive. But as soon as I die, then the government takes my house and they sell it. My children get nothing. Zero. Nuka, wow. because they're going to they're going to screw me into the ground. This is clearly a crazy system, and I'm not I'm trying to defend it at all. But here's where my mind goes first, Bob. Is it possible to give to do a quick claim deed first quick claim your kid onto the house and then quick claim yourself off of the house and basically give your house to your kid have a contract with them that says hey we can say we can stay in our house as long as we want and then after that you guys do what you want with it but then the the government's already figured that out sir they'll go back five years and if you've done that less than five years then you committed fraud i see yeah i uh Another thing that's really getting popular is these reverse mortgages. Yeah. Uh, there's a fella I buy hay from, and he has been telling me that they keep on sweetening the pot on his uh, New York home and farm, and his farm is very valuable to develop where it is. And uh, they, they're they offering him all kinds of money in his, on his reverse mortgage thing, and his health isn't that good. I mean, he doesn't. I don't even think he's going to make hay this year. He's, he's pretty old. He's like 89 years old, and he just can't do things. And uh, he says, oh, yeah, the bank wants to buy it. And I'm like, well, you got a mortgage on it? He goes, no, but I keep on getting these reverse mortgage calls where they're going to give me 
a couple thousand dollars a month for the rest of my life. And he's like, I could be gone tomorrow. And he's got one kid and two grandchildren and, you know, and he's just, but, and and I've been hearing this, you know, for a few years now, this reverse mortgage thing is, sounds kind of similar to what uh, they're talking about. So in Bob's choice, uh, you know, situation here, it's either suffer and his wife suffers and not goes to rehab or sign over your house. Sounds like Bob, what about that's right too. What about and, this, uh, Bob? Thing about- well, I got yes, one more sir. idea. Let, let, shoot down this idea. See if you can. Um, so there's things called um, you know home equity lines, and you can get the basically they'll give you a loan for the value of your house. Now this isn't as good as turning it over to your uh, relatives or whatever, but then you can get the value out of the house in dollars now, and then the government can take it from you later. And it'll still, you know, the note will still be on it. So you can have the cash um, and be able to pay your expenses or whatever, but the government really can't take it from you if it's in cash. How's that? Yeah, that's an option. And I really appreciate that, sir. And uh, one on the reverse mortgage. Yeah. What if that guy dies? Uh, he signs the papers and then he dies the next day. His family gets nothing. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's basically they, they it. Don't, these re- reverse mortgages don't seem like a good at all. Yeah, they don't seem like a good idea to me at all. I'm sure that there's somebody out there somewhere where this is the right move for them, but I would think ladies and gentlemen of America, I would think long and hard before I and, signed up for a reverse mortgage. And Bob, with your wife's um rehab, you know, I don't know how in depth it is if you need I mean, is does it require like, you know, being in a hot tub, doing certain exercises and stretches? You might be able to find someone who is in this business, who does this, some certified nurse's assistant or some physical therapy. Um, I don't know what part of the country you're in, if there's like any of these people are on Craigslist to like help out with this. But uh, I dated a girl a few years ago and she was a um, CNA and she put in, did some advertising for in-home care and she would help take care of uh, folks. And she still does this I, from what I understand and she charges like, I don't know, $21 an hour, I think. That's what she was doing back then. But if you hired a firm, it would cost you $45 an hour, basically. And right. they would pay, you know, pay the nurse, you know, 12 bucks an hour. So, you know, there are options. I don't know if you need special equipment, but if you needed like, if part of the, like my grandmother's physical therapy to uh, rehabilitate her hip and her knee, you know, required her to do these stretches in a hot tub and she had to go you know, to this because I used to, I brought her there several times and the nurses would like stretch her and manipulate her body certain ways for, you know, part of the, uh, uh, rehab. So, you know, do a little investigation of what you need and you might be able to, um, source it with cash. And I mean, maybe you buy a hot tub or I don't know what, what you need for implements, but the stuff is out there and, and and we could all, anybody can get creative and get some things done. Can I ask you one more question? Because I feel I'm more libertarian than Republican. Okay. How does the libertarians feel about health care? Or is everybody supposed to supply their own? Or what's the, the way they feel about that? Yeah, I think that health care is so messed up in this country that it's difficult to even see the libertarian position. The libertarian position is the government shouldn't have been involved in health care in the first place. And that the price of health care... The healthcare costs have gone up uh, commensurate with government intrusion. So, as government got further and further and further into the healthcare industry, prices went farther and farther and farther up. And some, Bob, 
might call it a conspiracy that maybe uh, they they realized that the you know with the, when Hillary Clinton tried to make uh, you know Medicare for all or whatever it was that she was going to do that uh, that 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 dog wouldn't hunt. But if we make healthcare expensive enough, then everybody will clamor for the government to take over for it, and so maybe. That's why George Bush had the largest intrusion of uh, government in the medical sphere under his administration. And then Obama had the, the largest at that time, too. And now health care costs are through the roof and nobody can afford it. And some kind of solution has to be had. Yes, sir. So this, this is terrible, the way that we are being treated by our own country. We worked our lives and supported a Social Security system and a health care system. And now when we need it. We can't afford it. You're absolutely right, Bob. Thank you for the call. That's the life of a slave. It's what happens when you let the government do things. 855-450-3733. Are you concerned that liberty, free market economics, and the values that made America great are no longer taught in schools? Well, so am I. So I got my son the Tuttle Twins children's book series. My name is Jack, and I'm 11 years old, and I just started the Tuttle Twins. So far, I've learned that some people can use the government to ruin the economy and destroy people's businesses. Give all the young people in your life a chance at reason and clear thought, because they're not going to get it at school. There are nine books in the series, and each one teaches a set of ideas that children aren't getting elsewhere. Go to TuttleTwins.com and use coupon code FTL to get 40% off. Again, that's TuttleTwins.com. Free Talk Live. Call in. Talk about what you want to talk about. We're talking about guardianship abuse here. And just had a gentleman call in and, you know, sad story is uh, his wife needs medical care and the, the government rules on how he's going to how she, she's going to get it. And she can't get it because, you know, she's been in the hospital too many times in the last X number of days. And now she has to be out for like six months and she can't be. It's it's a really difficult situation, and and they I, basically have to sign over their house to get it done. Sounds like the predicament that right. that they're in. So hopefully they can outsource this, go around the, the uh, traditional legacy, you know, go to a place and get you know rehab or a rehab unit. Maybe hire some people to come into their house and just do it there. I mean, people just need to start taking more responsibility for their health care in general. We we've gotten to the point to where. I feel here in America that it, so many of the normies, so many of the muggles are like, oh, government or the hospital, I'll just, you know, I don't have to pay attention to anything. And that's what we're told our whole lives. Yeah, yeah. Most most people are told, and and that's what they're conditioned to to, to do. And uh, I mean, you know, you can you can see why people are are in these situations, but. It's um, it, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. just sad. I feel eating margarine and fried food for years, and drinking all kinds of soda, and well, just not exercising. A, t- a type one diabetic is born that way and really can't do much about it. But oh, that's a, what age, they had going on. He's, she she was brittle diabetic, and usually that's what that means. Okay, all right. Anyway, um, I want to tell you about Freedoms Phoenix. Freedom Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty oriented news aggregation site. Do you want a news uh, and the freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty? freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. Freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. It's freedomsphoenix.com. 
run by our friend Ernest Hancock. So let's go to the phones here. We've got uh, William calling in from, looks like, uh, Nevada. William, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir, gentlemen. The topic is financial elder abuse. Yes. Uh, the, the elder generation has accumulated wealth. They trust people. They get a little dementia, and all the parasites take over. Yeah, that's what you're right. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, and, right. and so I have a hu- yeah, I, I have just... a husband and wife power of attorney over my mother, and he, uh, you know, he uh, he had a, a diagnosis from a doctor that said my mom could no longer take care of herself, but mm. he ignored that, and at some point, a few years later, five years, um, her sister went to the convalescent home and abducted my mother and sent her to uh, L.A. County and forged a letter, opened up a bank account, stole $70,000, and um, there's no recourse as far as law enforcement or any of that. What I suggest is everybody save their emails, take a picture of any check you get, and keep track of these things. So I filed a petition in court without any trust instrument, uh, May 23rd, 2017. The next day, I was in San Diego District Attorney's Office. I talked to them less than an hour. My aunt pleaded, pled guilty to 12 felonies on um, November 30th, 2018. Well, so no it actually, it, it happened pretty, well, I mean, but, but still, I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised the story turned out this well, honestly. I mean, it's a long time between the the 2017 date and the 2018 date, though. That's right, but it's not over yet because I still have the husband and wife power of attorney. My mother's convalescent home is $6,800 a month. Yeah. For me to call the receiver, which is the accountant appointed by the court, to tell me that another lawyer is lying to me costs $100 for 10 minutes. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's financial elder abuse. It's the fastest growing crime, at least in California. Yeah, and it's, it's to, bad in Florida, too. Yes. And, so what you need to do, make peace with your family, tell them what you want, and get the lawyers and the accountants out of there. I can't find a lawyer that will do anything except me give me bad advice. I had one guy tell me uh, the truth. He goes, I don't care. I just want to get paid. So the, the truth or doing the right thing is out the window. As soon as you get accountants and lawyers, they don't care. They just want your money. Yeah. yeah. I, I really – I'm scared to death of this, this uh, scenario happening. And this elder – Okay, so I'm – Well, I was just going to yeah, say I'm this. Pro I've done it myself. I studied the law. Good. I filed the petitions. And if you go in without – if you're indigent or you don't have any money, you can go in and waive the $430 – you get 400 Thirty dollar fee waiver. Yeah, if you can do that, okay, it's, it's a subject for the future, gentlemen. Thank oh no, it's a subject I want to talk about. Uh, you know, keep talking about because I think this this is a an issue of liberty that is facing Americans. Um, uh, you know, increasingly they're they're dealing with this, and it's a whole bunch of different ways that they can screw your estate to Sunday. You think you've worked your whole life so that you'll be taken care of in your old age, and then maybe be able to pass on a little bit to your uh, your kids or grandkids, and um, there are these rapacious vultures out there that intend to pick you dry 
And then once they have, they will throw you in the poorhouse, uh, these, uh, these, these nursing homes that are intended for those that uh, are indigent, like you were saying. And I'm not saying, you know, that they're the worst things in the world, but they aren't, they aren't palatial, right? They're bare bones. And it's not what a lot of people were working for and what they expected. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what happened here is uh, the district attorney uh, got a prosecution. They, they got a conviction without uh, even a court trial. But they left me in the cold because I go, wait a second. I get a husband and wife power of attorney. Look at the look at the, the trust instrument. There, in the original trust, you had six months to divide it into a survivor's portion and an exemption trust. Well, my mother didn't do that within six months. But it doesn't matter because the lawyer will tell you what you believe, and they'll take your money. And now I have uh, two trusts without uh, without a valid trust instrument, and it goes on and on. And if you go to court, that judge you can't you can't assume he even read the contract. I mean, you got to hold his hand right. like he's a three year old. Yeah, well, it's he's not going to read that th- that thing. I mean, you know, these things are pages and pages long. They're not going to read it. Yeah, you, ha- you absolutely do have to tell them step by step. William, um, let me know if there's any um, new information in this case uh, as it proceeds. Uh, The numbers, thank you so much for the call. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. Here from the story here, it says a guardian is someone who's appointed by the court, uh, who can act on behalf of the individual who's under a mental or physical disability and as a result is unable to make uh, responsible decisions about his or her care or property. But, you know, that, that obviously there are people in those conditions. However, if you get thrown into one of these situations and you aren't one of them or a family member does and you can't do anything about it, that's a really tough scenario. I mean, and, and I'll bet you a lot of these situations where this elder abuse happens is uh, for like what the examples that we've just heard uh, isn't like these is probably not this old lady who has nothing and lives in an apartment and is getting a social security check for $500 a month. No, it's people who've managed to save. But I will tell you, I do know of a situation where the victim is 85 years old. Uh, she collects about $1,100 a month between social security and pension. And she has a son that's 57. I think he's 57. And uh, he's a crackhead. And you should she- still find crack. I thought that stuff went out in like 1992. What? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's okay. all still around. I mean, the government invented it. It's here to stay. <laughs> so uh, anyways, he's a crackhead. And every she gets her Social Security on like the third or the fourth. And she gets her pension on like a couple days later. Well, for those few days, he just basically swipes her debit card. And he's gone. And uh, totally wipes it out. And she uh, is just like totally denies that her son's stealing from her. And it's like. How's she eat? Um, well, she gets, uh, she lives with another, uh, relative that feeds her and takes care of her. And then the other, and then her son shows up and steals from her. God. <laughs> That's how she eats. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. You got to think about these things before they happen, people. Talk Live. I want to tell you about the AMP program. You go to AMP, A-M-P, 
amp.freetalklive.com and amplify the program like Jake has. He's a silver amplifier, which means $5 a month. That gives him access to several perks, including the Facebook group where I was just posting today. And that's only for amplifiers. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. Help us to spread the ideas of liberty, uh, to spread the ideas of freedom of speech. If you're concerned with elderly people being taken advantage of, like we're reading here, well, the AMP program allows you to help us to get on more radio stations, uh, you know, to get more people listening to the podcast. And these are the ways that we spread these ideas. I want to tell you about this uh, one last story real quick. It's of Rudy and Renee North, who were happily living together in Las Vegas when one day there was a knock at the door. It was one of the officers of the court who gave the couple three options. This is a quote from Rudy. We call the police. We have you go to a psychiatric ward or choice three, uh, an assisted living facility. They were suddenly moved to a facility by a woman they had never met before who was given control of them by a judge who had also never met them. And by the time they got out from under the guardian's control two years later, most of their money was gone. These people had a savings, and it was more than, I believe, if I remember correctly, 200000 and most of it was gone. I got to believe that there is these services, law firm services, full of lawyers. I refer to lawyers as bar maggots. I, I, I advise people to never deal with lawyers. They're lying scumbags, uh, pretty much everyone I've ever met. And the... Um, they've just got to be looking for these people, hustling them. I mean, and it's so easy to do now with data. I mean, your data's out there everywhere. Right. I mean, everything is known about everybody. And especially a lot of these, you know, folks are on, you know, everybody's on Facebook and got a Gmail account and, you know, they swipe their, you know, stop and shop card or whatever. And just the, all the data's out there. The data's mined and it's for sale. And you can buy data, I'm sure. I don't know how to do it, but... These, these, there has got to be firms just, they're just looking for these people to, to uh, hunt them down and steal from them. Let's go to the phones. David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I got in, in my right hand, I got the original document that separated me from my children, um, which piece by piece, it's only one page, but can't go through it all at one time. But piece by piece, I want to share some things from it because it's along the lines of what you started out with when the, uh, woman who had left her children in the car and the CPS child protective came into her home with the cops and they uh, stripped her children naked. It's along the lines of that kind of thing. But um, let me say to, uh, the, the, that subject and the one you're talking about now, they're all related. <clears throat> Everything is tied, is related nowadays. It's all tied together to accomplish the agendas that the people of, you know, the, the industrial complex that is your government there, this is all by design. None of this is by accident. At the end of your life, they want they want your money during your life, and at the end of your life, they want to get that. They want to recapture all of that money. So really, you never got anything unless you outsmart them in the ways that you can. And then when they get when they figure out a way, like your one gentleman uh, clued you into that, if you uh, get rid of your assets uh, w uh, less than five years from the time that you are spending Medicaid dollars, then they'll charge you with fraud. So. Uh, basically, in that case, yeah, you, as soon as you have heirs that you intend to pass on things to at your death, even if you're 35 years old, you should start passing them on to the next generation so that it's not legally in your name. 
as you age. Um, and uh, one of the things that if you go back, uh, you know, whether you want to count it as 100 years or 200 years or 75 years, it's different for every every uh, people in place. But um, uh, when the Industrial Revolution broke down the family, um, I believe that people in power saw the benefits to the people in power of the breaking down of the family. Because if you go back to, you know, let's say you go back 200 years and there's a family on a farm somewhere in the United States, uh, uh, they didn't have any need for nursing homes. I mean, it might have helped with some things, but they took care of their own. But then the government came along and said, hey, don't work on the farm. Uh, come and work in the factory here. We'll give you all this money. And and so the people abandoned grandma, and then they needed to some, made a new business so they could sell nursing home space, and uh, people would have to pay that, pay for that cash, or else buy a policy, or hey, we'll help you with Medicaid. Um, and but you gotta, you gotta have no assets in order to qualify. So you gotta you know, either spend, you have to spend down your assets, or have it's a heck of a jump forward years. from uh, the Industrial Revolution to uh, Medicaid. But um, you know, I, I, well, I'll, I'll at least actually, agree with the I, last I, part I, of your are premise. You saying, are you saying that you can't? Are you saying you can't follow it? I'm saying that the Industrial Revolution was inevitable. I don't think it was some kind of government conspiracy. And okay, here, here, you're, can, you're, missing, you're missing the point. Let me help okay. you out. They may not have the foresight to say, hey, let's have our Industrial Revolution so that we can do this to the citizens. What these idiots do is when the natural fl- uh, flow of things happens, like you have a natural industrial revolution, which you identified. Now let me give you the next step, which you haven't identified. That's the, the, the maggots and the parasites see what, what happens. Ah, oh, this is breaking up the family. Hey, you know what? We can make money off of this. And what I'm trying to tell you is no matter what it is, they find a way to make money off of it. Yep, they're if maggots they, and parasites. That's true. That, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I said. So do you follow it now? Well, I'm not sure that I I, I see the correlation between the Industrial Revolution and oh, this, okay. but I okay, certainly let's, see let's just, let's that in drop, the let's drop that. Let you think about it some other time. Okay. Um, and let me let me just let me just move on. So um, on the subject of the of the children thing, um, the, the the way what the, what the, the equivalent situation that happened to those people. What happened to me was under the current laws that we have. What uh, my ignorance, not knowing that the you know if you. Uh, uh, have possession, meaning you're physically holding your child that the other parent can't take that child away from you. So if if you split up with your your spouse and and you allow, as one parent, you allow the other parent to leave that household and establish a new household and take your children with, um, that was a mistake because then you can only get your children back um, with their cooperation or or with a court order. order. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and now and now you're in the situation where you were talking. Your 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 caller just now a few minutes ago was talking about, and Jay was talking about. You know, don't patronize the attorneys, and 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 that's correct. You know, it. Uh, I mean, it, it can work out for you if you have a lot of money to spend and you buy and you pay off pay the right attorneys. It can work out for you, but it's going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars to make it work out for you. Aren't you basically so, uh, going to a, a gunfight with a knife if uh, one spouse has a um, has an attorney in a family court situation and the other doesn't? I don't think so. You, Dave? You're saying, you're saying, are you going into... Yeah, uh, I'm asking uh, a question. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, you are. You, you can survive or even uh, uh, win uh, in that situation, but it's extremely difficult. I mean, I've, I've managed to stay alive this entire time 
without an, without an attorney that I was paying for, and ha- most of it without any attorney at all. And, and, and the only reason I stayed alive is because I, ha- I had enough raw brain power uh, to, to navigate my way through the legal system, get what minimal education I needed in order to stay alive. Whereas somebody, other people, the majority of other people without professional help w- wouldn't have kept, been able to keep their case alive. So, so, so yeah. How, however, so if you have the ability to do these things yourself, which if you, if you have an IQ of 120 or above, you can do fairly well um, uh, as compared to the average person. And, and, it's, and it's worth pursuing um, because if you, if you go the attorney route, you're going to spend, uh, like I said, you're guaranteed in, in, in any kind of a case like what we're talking about, you're, you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars and closer to 100000 than doesn't than the other ha- doesn't so you, the other spouse have to spend that same kind of money in order to uh, you know to cor- do this cor- 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 correct so if they, where do if they, they get it? if they tap out part where, where, do- where do- well it depends they might get it from their parents they might already have it I mean in my case I'm I'm uh, they destroyed my ability to earn yet and they're a two income household both of them making uh, uh, closer to a hundred than to fifty so you know take their combined income of of you know a minimum of a combined of a hundred thousand dollars. To, to mine, which is like like uh, basically 10% of that, um, so they can afford to pay an attorney, and, and I can't. So it depends on who you're matched against, yeah. And the attorneys will weigh this out, too. They'll, they'll be looking at uh, that's part of their, their case strategy. How much money does my side have to work with compared to how much money does the other side have to work with? That's some scorched earth so, stuff there. About a case, that's scary the stuff. The case you were talking about just now, were you talking about a Julie Belshi? B-E-L-S-H-E, were you talking about her case when you are talking about that guardianship case? I'm not sure because, that that was one of the names of the, one of the cases. I, I okay, don't... Well, hers is, hers is probably, it was her parents that, that they, unbeknownst to her, her, she, her parents disappeared, literally, literally disappeared one day. She couldn't find them. When she finally tracked them down two months later, they were living in, and, and they had some dementia. They were living in, um, in assisted they, living. They kidnapped them. That, David, thank you for the call. Eight five. I was given the telephone number. Uh, check us out at uh, freetalklive.com. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show. I am Mark Edge, and this is another interview for Free Talk Live. And I've got with me today Joanne Skousen, who is the wife of Mark Skousen, whom we interviewed on Free Talk Live probably three weeks to a month ago. Joanne, you there? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me, Mark. And we're going to talk about your passion today, which is the Anthem Film Festival, which goes on in conjunction with Freedom Fest. That's right. I started Anthem about 10 years ago because I wanted to create a venue for libertarian filmmakers or any filmmakers who are passionate about individuality, accountability, self-reliance, um, films that really celebrate the individual and observe the problems that happen when governments become too entangled in our personal lives. So I started out 10 years ago with uh, a handful of films, a handful of, of attendees, and it has grown and grown until I'm, I'm just really proud of, of what we've accomplished with this film festival and with the films that, that are starting to be generated because there is a place that you can take your non-Hollywood film and and have it screened in front of hundreds of people. Can you tell me some of the things, that, some of the films that are going to be being shown this year? Oh, sure. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, the one, the grouping that I'm, I'm most surprised by and, and most proud of is a grouping of Iranian films. All of a sudden this year, 
I started getting emails from filmmakers in Iran who um, would would tell me over and over again, I I want to I want to submit my film to your festival, but um, they can't get their money out. They can't send money. They can't. Uh, so I always have to give them a fee waiver, which I'm happy to do. I think they found me because last year I had an Iranian film that won an award. I see. And somehow that got out. Um, and I just have these wonderful Iranian films that I'm going to be showing. And are these people who are, you know, like pining for more freedom in their lives? I mean, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. um, I probably received 30 or 40 from Iran and I'm, I'm screening four of them. They're, they're all short narratives. Um, and, and they're very evocative. The quality of the filmmaking is amazing. Um, but they talk about the, the unintended consequences or the personal consequences, the individual consequences of a war that goes on and on and on. And uh, they're very moving, extremely well done. So I'm really proud of that, of that aspect of the festival. And the fact that they're basically smuggling their stories out of Iran yeah. through the satellite up in the air. That is an amazing um, aspect of all this. Um, and look at what technology has given us, the opportunity for you know, somebody to speak that would have ne- whose voices would have never been heard previously. Exactly. So I'm really proud of those. And I have some documentaries that are um, really hard hitting. There's one called The Creepy Line. Uh, it, it tells the story of Google and how it got started and the surveillance. It, the, the title... Um, comes from a quote, um, sorry, the, the, it comes from a quote from, from the CEO of Google where he said, the Google policy on a lot of things is to get right up to the creepy line and not cross <laughs> it. So it's not, about, it's not about creepiness like pedophilia or something. It's about right. the creepiness of inviting um, Google into your house, inviting Alexa into your house and, and how they use that. And, and it can be good. You know, I, I love getting, uh, ads that are, are targeted at me when I'm, I'm actually looking for something, but it's also kind of creepy that, uh, that they know what I'm looking at. Yeah. So, and then we have a wonderful panel afterwards with, uh, to talk about, uh, the creepy line, the, the, the invasion of, of, uh, internet surveillance. And that's one of the things we do at Anthem. We include, um, panels that we that we call from Freedom Fest and we bring these experts over and we have panels after our screenings to talk about the topics. Yeah. Another one, the fight, the fight of our lives, defeating the ideological war against the West. And it talks about how quickly we are giving up our foundational culture uh, in the name of, of um, diversity and, and fairness and so forth, tolerance, and, and that we we could uh, we could lose it in 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 just a very few years. Yeah, I'm always curious about the the different ideas that uh, that these filmmakers have, and they have so few ways of getting themselves heard. There's uh, there's these feeder mechanisms for us to uh, consume uh, media, and if it doesn't get it get through the filter on that feeder mechanism, it gets much more difficult for a filmmaker to make it through. Exactly. Yeah. And so they have a lot of control over what we can what we can see. And that's one reason I started this festival, because I wanted to provide an alternative uh, so that so that these other voices could be heard in another side. Now, of course, we have an audience that's already you know open to that. But our hope is that and this has happened, actually, where when you're 
when your film is accepted into a festival, and especially if it wins an award of some sort, then the next festival programmer who is considering it sees that another festival thought it was good enough not only to present but to give an award to, so yeah. they're more likely to screen it. So in that way, uh, there's a ripple effect and they start being these ideas about liberty are seen in more and more festivals. Yeah, and I didn't um, agree by any stretch of the imagination with every film that I saw at Anthem Film Festival, and why would I? Um, they're not my films. I didn't make them. But what I did really like was the opportunity to see all these people's voices, and I didn't, I wasn't bored. And I think that's <laughs> probably the most important thing when you're consuming media is, is that at the very least you're entertained. Yes, that's true. And, and you know, we do give an alternative. My husband, of course, loves the speakers and the panels and the debates that he, he puts on at Freedom Fest. He always says to me, I can't understand why anyone would choose to go to a movie instead of listening to these speakers live. But, you know, there's something wonderful about film. Um, you make a connection. There's an emotional connection with the characters on the film. There's an emotional arc, even if it's a documentary rather than a fictional story. The editing creates an emotional arc, and you get sucked in. You get you get this passionate feeling for what you're watching on the screen, and um, and I think film can be much more effective, much more powerful than a speech or a lecture. When it comes to the debates, um, you know, you're, I, I agree completely with your husband. I'm never um, choosing the uh, films over the debates because <laughs> I always want to see these guys going at it. Um, and you know, that's, that's my preference and no doubt there are people that choose to do the, the other, uh, the alternative. And that's the thing about Freedom Fest is there's gotta be about four different things to do at any given time. And then of course the fifth is hang out in the hallways and talk to the people <laughs> who are, you know, going through the vendor area and all that stuff. It's all about choice, and we give you so many choices. I agree. And, and I like to go back and forth too. I agree the debates. I mean, that. That debate uh, with Jeff Tucker about uh, about Trump two years ago it was it was incredible. It was so fiery. Who would want to miss that? So um, there are a few times when I don't screen films, and it's during our keynote speakers, the mock trial, those kinds of, of uh, events. We don't have any films running, so that we don't have to make that choice. I would hate to put a filmmaker up against our William Shatner right. and, and hope that some people show up. So I do program it with that in mind. This year's keynote is Penn Jillette, who I think is going to bring the house down. He, he's certainly a you know, very entertaining guy in so much as uh, people pay a great deal for the tickets just to go see him for a few hours. And I think it's going to be a, a great event. Joanne, I'm kind of curious. I know that you and Mark have been doing Freedom Fest. Are we over 10 years now, right? Yes. The very first one was actually Fee Fest. It was when Mark was president of the Foundation for Economic Education. And so we did a big national convention for Fee. And then, um, and then we did it in association with Young Americas for Freedom for about three years. And then we just decided to take it back, do it ourselves, make it a for-profit rather than a non-profit event. Um, and so we've been doing that since 2007. So this is such a big festival. This is the largest uh, liberty-oriented festival in the world. And there are people from around the world that come to the event. I'm curious, is this a full-time job? Um, I mean, you, in, 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 like the full year round. Do you take like... We work on it year round. It's full-time. We have um, three full-time employees, a couple of part-time employees, and then Mark and I... 
Uh, but we have other things we do. Mark writes his financial newsletter, investment newsletter. We bo- both teach um, in college. And so we have a lot of other things going on. But we do have three full-time employees and some part-time employees who, who, help, us, who help us with putting it together. Now, and it takes place July 17th to the 20th at Paris Resort. Um, and uh, you can buy tickets at freedomfest.com, or you can go to anthemfilmfestival.com because we actually have a film lovers pass. Uh, if people just want to watch movies for four days and, and we have the panels, we have about a dozen panels that have Freedom Fest speakers, they can do that for 195 bucks. It's a real bargain. It, that, that includes, I presume, the vendor area because you have to pass through the yeah. vendor area to get to the, well, yeah, the so last go-around. You get, you get the, the opening cocktail reception, the exhibit hall area, and then all the film events, which include about a dozen panels that that have the the regular speakers. So for people who just want to watch movies, it's a great bargain. Or if you want to bring someone with you, maybe you want to introduce your your child or your grandchild to film or to the ideas of liberty, but you know they're going to be bored in the lectures. You just I have a lot of teenagers who just hang out in the film festival all the time, and they're they're being introduced to the films. We have this great grouping of satires this year. Um, where they're funny, they're fun, but they make the point about liberty. So that's going to be a great grouping of films as well. Do the um, uh, do, do the, do the pe- people who pay for the regular Freedom Fest ticket get the Anthem Film Festival included? Yes, Anthem is included for the Freedom Fest ticket. So so and, and you know that's what we recommend, of course, is that they they do the Freedom Fest ticket and then. Um, and then that includes all of the, the anthem films and panels. And then the film lovers pass is just for the film. So, but if you have a Freedom Fest ticket, you're in to the film festival. I love it. Um, the event, I really enjoy it. And I recommend people go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets there. If you uh, just want to check out and see what it's like, we have the top five speeches from last year available at freedomfest.com slash FTL. I'm not sure whether you can hunt that down on the Freedom Fest website elsewhere, but I know that it's very easy to find it right there uh, before you sign up at freedomfest.com slash FTL. Joanne, thank you so much for your taking some time with me. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to seeing you there. Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a big tent approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to Freedom Fest com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to Freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount.